Thanks for listening to the Campus Collective Podcast. As always, we pray that this resource is a helpful supplement for you as a follower of Jesus and as an active member in your local church. We love God's design for His church, and we believe that this resource could never substitute the incredible things that come from active involvement with a community of believers. Campus Collective is a ministry of Huntington Community Church. To learn more, visit our website at HuntingtonCommunityChurch.com. Hello and welcome back to the Campus Collective Podcast, 95 Meditations Through Colossians. I'm Andrew Callahan, and we are in the final week of the podcast. It's been a really long uh, series we've been doing. We started this series all the way back in August of the fall 2021 semester. And by the time you're listening to this, it will probably be already in the spring 2022 semester. So we've been going for quite some time now. Uh, I'm here for the final week to end the season, or excuse me, the series, the same way we began with Dustin Epperly. Dustin, welcome back to the podcast. What do you have to share with us today? Yeah, man, it's been a few years since I've been on this podcast, <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's good to be back. Um, we're going to be in uh, Truth 91, and I'm going to read the verse where we get this truth first before I actually read um, the truth itself. So Colossians 4.12 says this, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. And I love, this is very typical of you, Andrew. Um, you get a giant truth out of four words here, the will of God. Um, and I love just that speaking to the power of meditation. And so from these four words, here's the truth that we need to, that we're going to discuss. It says this, Unlike what Gnostics would have us believe, the wisdom of God is not an exclusive, unattainable wisdom, achievable only by a disciplined and select few. Rather, the wisdom of God is given freely to all who would ask and is itself re-released in the will of God, not some invisible plane. We should marvel at the accessibility of the wisdom of God, which stands in stark contrast to the supposed wisdom of Gnostic religions, which demands severe bodily discipline higher intellect, and adherence to strict ordinances according to man-made religion. Wow. Okay, there's a lot here. First thing I think is important is that we define Gnostics. It might be an unfamiliar word um, for some people. So I did a little bit of research to see what Gnosticism is like pertaining particularly to wisdom seeking. And so there's a lot of forms and shapes that this type of thinking takes, um, but it was already hurting the church and Christians in the church's early years. Um, basically, it's a belief that there is some sort of super spiritual knowledge that can only be found by being spiritually deep apart from God. Um, if we look deep inside ourselves and find our quote-unquote spark of divinity, um, that's kind of a lot of familiar language um, that I saw. So I started thinking, I don't really hear a bunch of people talking about um, sparks of divinity today, um, but I do think we see forms of this thinking um, in some self-esteem movements that claim that we are the answers to our own issues, um, as well as some New Age religions that focus on spiritual experiences detached from absolute truth and solidified by subjective experiences. Um, and so that's kind of just an idea at first. Is like there is, I think this is still prevalent, and obviously based on Colossians 4.12, but based on the whole account of Scripture, 
faith in Jesus based on his word is incompatible um, with this type of thinking. And so it's no surprise that wisdom from God is much different uh, than wisdom from ourselves. Is that kind of what you got when you were thinking about Gnosticism? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm, when I look at here in Colossians 4, we see that, um, let's see, it says Epaphras is always struggling on, the, on behalf of the Colossians' uh, behalf and his prayers that they may stand mature and fully assured in the will of God. So the assumption here is that uh, all of the people in, Col- in, Coloss- in Colossae, according to Epaphras, can in fact stand uh, mature and fully assured in the will of God. And so he doesn't say, I pray for, on your behalf, uh, or Epaphras prays on your behalf, that there might be given to you some mature people that they might be able to deliver unto you a, a special message. Uh, it is something, it, it, the idea here communicated is that wisdom belongs to God. Uh, and God gives indiscriminately to whom he pleases uh, his wisdom. And so all people can access the wisdom of God in prayer. They can access it by God's grace and his mercy. And so it's not like there's not this sort of caste system of religion where uh, you have the super, super spiritual people and then the people who have no hope but to rely only on these super spiritual people. It's freely accessible and it, and it levels the playing field with accessibility to God through Christ. Yeah, and I love that. You, you put this in, in the truth that you wrote that says we should marvel at the accessibility of the wisdom of God. And so I thought it would be helpful to do some marveling uh, together here <laughs> on this podcast. And so here's just some things I love about the wisdom of God. Um, I love God's wisdom because it's not for wise people, <laughs> only for people who want it. Mm-hmm. I love God's wisdom because it leads to a life of flourishing, because God designed the world and knows how it works. I love God's wisdom because it is more valuable than money. Testimony of the Proverbs say that. Uh, they say that, you know, this may seem so countercultural to us, but Proverbs makes the claim that we should seek God's wisdom more than we seek riches. Hmm. Um, and which means if we're given the choice between $1 million or wisdom, if we're truly godly, we would pick wisdom because we would see that as more valuable. Um, I love God's wisdom because it's found in a person. 1 Corinthians one twenty four calls Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. I love God's wisdom because it's wrapped up in our salvation and understanding of the word. Paul in another letter writes, and how from childhood, speaking of Timothy, you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. And lastly, I love God's wisdom because it always vindicates the righteous. Um, Matthew eleven nineteen says, the son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look at him a glutton and a drunkard, drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Hmm. Jesus is going at the Pharisees here, and he concludes by saying that his life justifies the true wisdom of God because of how he lives. And finally, I love wisdom because the will of God is plain for us. Heartfelt obedience to what he has made clear is what it takes for wise living, and anybody can get in on that. And I think that's worth marveling at. I love what you've mentioned there. You mentioned how in Christ, we have personified the wisdom of God. And I, I love that uh, what the scripture defines, or excuse me, describes God's wisdom as foolishness to men. Mm. Uh, you look at Christ when he came, and he came in the form of a servant, uh, in a form nobody expected him to come. Uh, very few people even recognized him in his day, um, especially early on at his birth and such. And so um, you look at him and the cross I mean, the cross is sort of the crux, if you will, of uh, God's wisdom for salvation. And it doesn't make sense that God's deliverance would come through such humiliation of him, of his own son on the cross. Mm. Uh, and yet we have from the testimony of scripture that this is the wisdom of God. Uh, the cross is the is wisdom from God. And we, we've 
we have the access to that through faith. Absolutely, man. Dustin, I appreciate you being on the podcast with us today. I just want to encourage our listeners. Uh, I love that you quoted from the Proverbs to seek wisdom as silver and gold. It, it truly is valuable to us, uh, and it, it truly does um, point us to Christ. I mean, I'll, I'll just encourage us that we, we ought to remember that wisdom isn't found in deep philosophy uh, pertaining to nature. It's found in God's Word, uh, and it's found specifically in the person of Christ. It's accessible to all. Thank you for tuning in today, and I hope you'll join us tomorrow.